a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Chate by George Seurat is one of my favorite paintings. A few years ago, I had the pleasure of standing in front of this massive masterwork at the Art Institute of Chicago. Well, I was standing there, I had an expert show me a few of the paintings, hidden secrets is what she called them. You may, if you grew up in the 1980s like I did, remember this painting from the 1986 movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where Matthew Broderick's character skips school and, in one scene, becomes lost in this painting. Sarai used a technique called pointillism to create his painting. Simply put, pointillism is making dots of color lay side by side or on top of each other, such that when you step back, you don't see the original color or the dot, but rather the mixture of color and the images created by thousands of individual points. The experience of seeing a Sunday afternoon up close versus stepping back and taking the painting in from a distance couldn't be more diametrically opposed. So, how does Seurat's painting, the technique he used, and the simple act of layering one dot of color next to another teach us about how our brain works and how we can harness it for, for peak performance? That's what we'll be exploring today on the Evolve Podcast. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve your body, evolve your mind, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now it's time to disrupt. Welcome back to the Evolve Podcast, where evolved men and women come to disrupt, connect, and get inspired. I am your host, Steve Cutler, and today I'm excited to talk to you about the power of expectation, how our brain is quite literally an expectation machine, how our expectations shape our reality, and how things are not always as they seem, but rather how our prediction machine creates them to be. And finally, we're going to discuss some practical tips on how to harness the power of expectation to evolve in any area of life. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, MedOne Capital, for sponsoring the Evolve podcast. We appreciate the support. MedOne Group exists for the sole purpose of making needed medical equipment available for the healthcare industry. You can find more information at MedOneGroup.com. Also, I want to thank you, our listeners, for listening to the Evolve Podcast. The Evolve Podcast is part of our passion to provide no-cost-to-consumer content that will help you disrupt and evolve into your highest self. The Evolve Podcast and community continues to grow, and I want to make sure that more people can find us to disrupt and evolve. So do me a favor, will you? If you haven't yet, jump on and give us a rating and review at Apple or Spotify. That's the best thing you can do to help support the podcast because the ratings and reviews help us grow the show and achieve our mission of helping millions of people evolve into the highest versions of themselves. And now, on to the show. On our most recent episode, Miles and I spoke with David Robson, author of the great new book, The Expectation Effect. If you haven't done so, I recommend listening to that episode and picking up a copy of David's book. In today's episode, I want to tell some stories about how perception and expectation changed and helped some people I've worked with over the years evolve into better versions of themselves. Now, I'll be honest, when I was crafting this episode, I looked back through my almost 25 years of coaching and said, what are the most impactful stories? And I picked out two that I hope will help you. 
As I mentioned in the introduction, the experience of standing in the Art Institute in Chicago profoundly affected me as I experienced Seurat's painting in person for the first time. Like many of you, I've been so caught up sometimes in the details of life that at times I forgot to step back and see the bigger picture. I didn't realize how my beliefs, my expectations were affecting how I was showing up to life. You see, that's the thing about perspective, isn't it? We have to get a little distance to see what we couldn't when we had our nose pressed hard against the canvas. Like me, I'm sure that uh, you're the same way. Every once in a while, you take a breath, you take a step back, and you say, wow, I was too caught up in the thick of thin things. Now, this is also something that I've seen with many clients that I've worked with. When I first connected with them, their preconceived notions and their preconceived ideas, their perceptions and their expectations about how the world were or was clouded and painted everything in life. These preconceived notions had led them to either being overweight, out of shape, in pain, or otherwise performing poorly in some area of life. Today, I want to tell you a couple of stories of struggle and triumph so that you can get some inspiration to hopefully wake you up and get you out of the trance that you might be in. You see, the trance that we all get in when we're seeing things from a distance that's a little too close. First, let me tell you about a young client of mine, a young athlete that came to me to train for performance. She was a cross-country runner who had two primary goals. The first one is to get a full-ride scholarship for running, and the second was the thing that would actually help her get that scholarship, and that was to run faster. Like most runners, she was training a lot and was doing a fitness program designed by the University Strength Coaches. After assessing her and determining the majority of her training was focused not just on cardiovascular endurance, but on muscular endurance, I posed an alternative thought. You need more strength. You need more power, I told her. If we can set your program aside, the high rep program for the summertime, and focus on getting you strong and even putting on some muscle, I guarantee you'll be faster at all of your meets. Willing to try, she maintained her endurance training while we shifted her strength training to strength and power. She was dedicated, and three months later, when she reported to school for the first requisite time trial, she was tested, and she was ready. But this time, the standard time trial didn't happen exactly as it had before. Well, it did except for the ending. Not only did she blast through her previous time from the year before, but afterwards, the coaches immediately pulled her aside and made her get a drug test. After determining that she was clean, she wasn't doping, they asked her, what have you been doing over the summer? She explained to the coaches the change in training, the physiology behind it, why it was so effective, and what made her so much faster. At first, they couldn't believe it until she continued to get better and better throughout the season. Well, she got the scholarship, and reluctantly, the coaches amended the team's strength training protocol, and, to my understanding, have continued with a new protocol ever since. You see, for years, the team and its coaches had been prescribing the same type of programming for all of the athletes on that team, with the belief, with the expectation, that they were going to deliver results. It wasn't until the conventional wisdom was challenged that they paused, stepped back, 
and looked at the science. One athlete's efforts to disrupt had changed the perspective of the coaches on the team. You see, tradition is powerful, both in the positive and the negative. We believe that just because we have always done something, that that thing is what will deliver future results. We expect the future will be similar to the past, and so we don't stop to question our assumptions. We fail to miss the brutal facts that are right in front of us. The brutal facts of this particular training program were that it would lead to overtraining and injury. The brutal facts didn't address the massive difference between strength, power, and endurance. The brutal facts were that we were overtaxing a system that didn't need to be overtaxed. The brutal facts were that the program was not complete cohesive enough to keep athletes on the field and keep them performing at a higher level. Taking time to pause, look at what's being done and asking, is there a better way? Is there something that we can do to challenge the pole of tradition and push towards growth and evolution? You see, this is a tool and a tactic that I've used and I've coached my clients on many, many times over the years. Pausing from time to time, looking at what you do and literally asking the question, what stays and what goes? What part of my tradition is proving to me that it's pushing me forward, is showing me consistently and unequivocally that I'm moving forward, progressing, growing, and evolving, and what parts are holding me back. Another client came to me with a desire to build muscle. Despite his best efforts, he had mediocre gains. Like most of us, it wasn't for the work. It wasn't for the diet even though that's what we like to tell ourselves. You see, the biggest limitation he experienced is the same thing that most of us experience, and it's the self-imposed limitation of the mind. As the weeks went on, and I helped him tap into energy reserves he didn't realize that he had, he became more skilled. He became better at doing all the exercises. Eventually, I threw a challenge out to him. Pick up a weight that you think you can do 10 to 12 curls with. He did. And 10 to 12 curls later, he looked pretty tired. I looked at him directly in the eye. We squared off and I said, now go for 25 more. Eyes wide, jaw gaping. He said, what? There's no way. I said, but there is. You say all the time that you believe there's more inside of you than what you're currently showing, than what you are currently expressing, and than what you are currently presenting in life. Now's the time to prove it. Do 25 more. 25 reps later, he dropped the dumbbells with the best pump in his arms that he had ever felt. But what's more important is he had blasted through a previously held notion of how much weight, how many reps he could do. He had taken an old belief and destroyed it, eradicated it, never to live again. Now, life continued on, but now in a different way. He got stronger, leaner, and more fit than he had ever been. His business grew, relationships deepened, and his skill and confidence in himself skyrocketed. 
You see, when we do this, we do, the, we do this thing, this thing where we put a self-imposed limitation on what we can do. And oftentimes we do it based on what we've done in the past. Sometimes we just do it based on assumption of what we can or cannot achieve. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound to me like a great way to live life. Let me determine my future based on what I've done in the past. Let me determine my future based on what I think I could do. You see, most of us really suck when it comes to predicting what our overall potential is. Now the brain puts these self-limitation or self-imposed limitations on us, and it's not bad. It's actually protective, but it's also contrary to our true evolution. By challenging what we think we can do and just saying, I don't care what it takes. I'm just going all out. We find a different gear. We tap into a resource inside ourselves that has infinite reserves. Now the final story, yours. Have you ever thought about your life as a story? What if you were the hero of your own life's journey? What if right now you were in the stage of the hero's journey where you decided, committed, and were progressing towards change and transformation? All hero's journeys involve transformation. What if you looked at your fears, your insecurities, and your past for what they are? Teachers, guides, and lessons. What if you took action in a way that you never had before? What if you stepped back and got perspective, pulled your face away from the canvas, and began crafting your triumph? How would you look? What would you do? What would the more evolved version of you no longer accept? What would the most evolved version of you hold yourself accountable for? How would you look? What would you do? Your beliefs, your expectations dictate not only how you show up, but ultimately dictate your long-term success and failure. What if right now you took the time to journal? and answer these questions. What if you didn't wait until later or when it was more convenient? You see, the biggest lie that we tell ourselves is that someday things are going to slow down and I won't be X, whatever the fill in the blank is there. I won't be lazy. I won't be... You see... The big lie is that whatever sits at the end of the sigh, whatever fills in the blank, and whatever is at the end of the sentence of one day, I will or I won't, is the biggest lie we tell ourselves. You are the hero of your own journey. What if you stepped back and you got perspective? Hold your face away from the canvas and began crafting your triumph. How would you look? How would you show up? What would you do? What would the most evolved version of yourself no longer accept? And what would the most evolved version of yourself hold yourself accountable for? What if right now you wrote that down and you started taking action? What would your life look like six months from now, 12 months from now? What would you boldly do that you are afraid of doing right now? Do that. Start now. Don't wait. 
And I guarantee your life's story has not peaked. Your life story has not crescendoed. Your life story has not come to a point where everything goes downhill. In his book, The Expectation Effect, author David Robson says that people who believe that with age comes wisdom tend to live longer. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say the stupidest thing that I hear people say, and that is, I'm fat because I'm old. I'm sore because I'm old. I'm blank because I'm old. What a horrible life to live. Think about that. It makes me think back to that Seinfeld episode when Jerry looks at George and he says, do you have any reason for getting up in life? And George says, well, I like to read the sports section. You see, if you believe that your life is going downhill because of age, you are living a lie. I sat next to, on a bike, a friend of mine who, in his early 80s, was bombing down a mountain in Patagonia, in Argentina, on a snowboard going faster than people he was four times older than. Age isn't the reason for your mediocrity, your mindset is. Your expectations are creating your reality. Recently, I had somebody reach out to me and I started to train them in person. One of the most impactful and powerful things that he said to me was, I'm at an inflection point in life. I've decided that I'm going to either continue with a life of mediocrity or I'm going to reinvent myself. And so he set some big goals. One by one, he's been ticking them off. And I'm really happy and I'm really fortunate and I'm really proud to say that I'm helping him along the way. Your life, your journey, and your story is yours to write. Your beliefs, your expectations dictate not only how you show up, but ultimately dictate your long-term success or failure. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do right now? And how are you going to hold yourself to a higher standard? That's my challenge for you today. Ask those questions. Take bold action. Set big goals. And keep moving forward. And on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up another episode of the Evolve Podcast. I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us today for another episode. I am your host, Steve Cutler, reminding you that it takes time and consistency to evolve. But first, you have to disrupt. And now it's time for you to get out there and evolve. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evolve Podcast. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. And if you haven't done so, please give us a rating. As an independent podcast, it really helps us get more reach. This podcast is part of our mission to help millions of people evolve into the best versions of themselves. Please check out our coaching services at evolve-cast.com or pick up some of our Evolve merch. Until next time, keep evolving.